1: Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust, dot com.
2: I say, best and brightest, are you addicted to guru jay prediction? Huh? Now admit it to yourself. Here's a telltale. If the notion of Paul Ryan being nominated by the convention, which we discussed about three three and a half weeks ago. If that's already old news to you and you just can't get off on that, you need something new. What what the rest of the country is talking about today for the first time, Paul Ryan, that won't do it for you anymore. I and I understand. And that's why I'm here today with a bold, bold new prediction to tide us over until the next bold, bold prediction on the Blaze Radio Network. Excelsior. Welcome back, my dear family, my radio partners, my friends. I am Jay Severin. We are together the best and brightest, and we are together the Blaze Radio Network. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three, one triple eight 900 3393 900 3393 And via Twitter at J-A-Y underscore <clears throat> S-E-V-E-R-I-N. Addicted are you a little bit to the Guru Jay prediction? Holy cow. I understand. I understand. I won't leave you hanging. I wouldn't do that to you. I knew I didn't warn you at the beginning. You know, I gave you the first few, like any good dealer. I gave you the first few predictions free, you know, to drum up business. And now you're calling me all hours of the night saying, I'm, I'm, I'm perspiring. I, I can't uh, sleep. I, uh, could you meet me, uh, down by the post office? Uh, I know it's late, but, uh, Jay, I've got to have it. I've got to have a prediction. I really, I, I, two bags. I need two bags of prediction. Good God. Could you please meet me? I uh, Don't let me down. Could you pick up the phone? Hey, I got you covered. 1-888-900-3393. Now, most professionals would tell you, don't try this at home. Um, not me. I say, I encourage you, try this at home. Because I won't always be around. Maybe someone will need you. And in my absence, you can give them the boost that they need. So just to make this extra fun, suppose that we hadn't uh, here on the air and on Twitter, suppose we hadn't been on record three-plus weeks ago saying the convention will... uh, Special prediction, the convention will nominate a Paul Ryan, John Kasich ticket. Now, let's pretend that we're like, you know, other mere mortals and that we had no advanced sense of that. And that we're just thinking about it today because Fox and CNN and the networks and Politico today caught on to the notion of Paul Ryan as the uh, secret weapon, by the way, does it, does it maybe tell us exactly what we need to know? Like, a, and I mean by that, like a slap in the face when one becomes hysterical. Is it exactly the slap in the face we need to wake us up as to what parties are all about? I don't mean the good kind like you went to on Saturday night. I mean political parties. When right now, say, the political party is engaged in its most contentious, animated, energetic, ugly, but democratic fight in, what, 100 years? And the leaders of the party see that engagement. This reminds me of Scott's call from Friday. Remember Scott? Called from Boston and said, Jay, I'm a young guy. I go out with my buddies. They all want to talk about politics. See, this is a good thing. Holy cow, is it not? But unless, of course, you run the Republican Party. And if the sandal were on the other foot, the Democrats would feel the same way. They don't want you running politics. You are the great unwashed. Holy cow. For them, they don't want you running politics. It's not for you, it's not for the plebeians to make these decisions. You, you go go back and surf. You're a surf. Surf's up. Go surf. Leave the professional politicians alone. This is their attitude. Could anything convey that to us more sharply, other than aforementioned slap in face? Then they hear about the fact that we're engaged, and they view it suspiciously. Mm, this is a bad thing. People are talking about politics without us, but the big one, the really big one I'm talking about and I'm not real I'm not going to talk about me today that much. Uh, the big one to which I make allusion, the big slap to which I make uh, allusion, is you've got the most energetically engaged electorate in probably 100 years in America in a system that thrives on energetic engagement in order to thrive and survive. Yes. So we've got what those cheap lying thugs at the Republican national committee have always claimed they wanted a greatly voluminous, energetic, engaged electorate who are engaged about them arguing about the no no one sitting down and i mean there are people sitting down on a saturday night ordering a a drink and talking about bernie sanders but neither of them are old enough to drink and you know we, we really don't care what they think i'm talking about the people who scott was talking about the people who were old enough to drink may have money in their pocket via gainful employment to pay for it and are talking about the most exciting story in American politics in a hundred years, which is what's happening on the Republican side right now. This is everything the Republicans said they wanted yet here. They find themselves engaged in what they regard as a woeful condition because The two men tied for the hearts and minds of Republican votes, and that includes, as we know, many, many independents and many Democrats, for that matter. They regard their condition as woeful and shabby because the two men tied for that leadership position in the race are not controlled by the Republican National Committee. So they automatically don't like it. All the extra engagements, enthusiasm, the energy, the votes, the big tent, all the things they ever said in your lifetime that they wanted, they've got, and they hate it. Everything they always asked for and worshiped at the altar of and said they wanted, they got, and they hate it because they're not controlling it. So... What is the biggest slap in the face and what is the biggest single verification of this that I'm saying right now that what I've just told you is so the biggest verification is this in a race deadlocked between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz think think about them think about who for a second just for a second think about each of those men and what they represent. Now, now think about Prince, the guy who runs the Republican Party, and he sits down and says, okay, it's only logical. If if the people of the party I head are deadlocked between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, then the perfect compromise candidate is Paul Ryan. This is Jay Severin
3: Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real Estate agents, I trust, dot com.
3: on
2: the Blaze Radio Network, and these are my partners on the Blaze Radio Network via one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I have promised you a new prediction. I have not forgotten. I just wanted to set up what, in many respects, is the hidden substantive headline of our civics circus, Maximus world today and that is that the leaders of the Republican Party are deeply offended and troubled by the fact that so many people have gotten involved now i, I know I, I i don't i don't know what kind of punctuation to place there okay but it goes well beyond that as Aforesaid. they now look at Well, what would be the fair, right, and smart thing to do if you have an electorate that's out of control and if the dumb bastards won't listen to you and do what you say, if the serfs are at the castle door with pitchforks and uh, torches, what do you do? Well, what the leaders of the Republican National Committee do is they say, okay, let me see. Let me just figure this out again. The the vast bulk of our voters like and prefer either Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. So let's give them Paul Ryan. Perfect. Perfect. Perfectly nightmarish. But that's not the prediction. Uh, we already did that one. Today is the first day of the national, literally, you know this. If you follow the news, and otherwise you have to trust. those are your choices. You either have to follow the news or trust me because you pay me to do it. So if you followed the news, you know as a matter of fact that the national media started to mention Paul Ryan's name Uh a couple of mentions, one or two or three here and there during the weekend. As a matter of fact, you also know that we introduced the notion of a Ryan candidacy conjured by a brokered RNC convention. In fact, we went further and said a brokered Ryan Kasich ticket. And the notion that there is a list, and if Ryan won't do it, can't do it, or too many people oppose it, we know that list, they'll drop down like Ryan never existed, and they'll go to one of the others on the list. You know the other people on that list.
4: Hab, Hab, me,
2: ab Bush. Marco Rubio. Mitt Romney, to offer you a few. But neither are any of those names guru jay's prediction today i have one it's coming already here craig from the commonwealth craig mentioned uh uh, uh, craig welcome back
4: thanks jay appreciate it um hey craig i just wanted to i just wanted to get an opinion on um the only way that i see the republicans being able to win the uh general election and that is, as I'm sure you know, because you've mentioned it, George Soros gave some money to John Kasich to stay in the race. Well, I don't. know I would who say gave the Republican it, not, equivalent it, it, of, that, of that George Soros or the Koch brothers, imp- who, as far as yeah. I know, have not backed a candidate yet.
2: And well, I'm wondering like to, what you think about you. having the like share something. Sorry, go hello, ahead. hello, hello, uh, yep, hello. there? Shep Smith, that oh, well-known this- ultra-conservative. With Fox News exactly. announced exactly. about four announced about four minutes ago that one of the Koch brothers has come out and called for the candidacy of Paul Ryan Go okay ahead. so
4: my my question is then what do you think about one of the brothers or the brothers giving some money to Bernie Sanders in hopes that Bernie decides to run third party against Hillary I know that's far-fetched but but if you could convince Bernie that he really has a chance, do you think that's something that could happen?
2: I think that it might induce mass self-harm, starting with myself. I'm looking back on a campaign that has offered us what it has thus offered us, including, to my view, Ted Cruz. And 17 candidates of various but decent quality. And the fact that you and I are sitting here on April 4th discussing whether we need the Twilight Zone to occur in order that we have a chance to win is so depressing to me that it may just have rendered me incapable of answering the question.
4: I, I wish that I saw some other path to victory. Um, and, and frankly, even though I'm a Ted Cruz guy, I'm not even certain that Ted Cruz offers a path to victory, although I certainly think he offers a stronger path than, or a better path than Paul Ryan. But if, if we could get Hillary and Bernie to split the Democrat vote, which is obviously what George Soros had in mind on our side, um, you know, if we could play their game and have those two split the Democrat vote, I think then maybe even a Paul Ryan ticket would have a chance, but certainly then a Ted Cruz ticket would have a chance.
2: Well, I don't disagree with you in theory as, as far as what you've just said. As a matter of practicality, I, I think we might it, it maybe plays out differently. It is noteworthy that the Democrats won't do that. Bernie's not going to go third party. Never in a billion years. It ain't happening, ever. And Hillary, do I I need to waste breath on that? You know, the notion that Hillary would run third party? The Democrats are not going to do that. It is not going to happen. They're not going to even consider it. There is no way. It is, And very little is regarded on this show as a waste of breath, as I prove every day. But uh, the notion that Democrats, what that one of them, many of them, will run third party, Craig, it's thoughtful. I'm not criticizing you. It's time to be thoughtful and creative, given the fix we're in. But that's not going to happen. We know that given the temperament and the politics of the moment... We know that if anyone runs so-called third party, we know a couple of things. We pretty much know a couple of things. We know that the prospects of that occurring are higher than it's been in 50 years and one of the highest it's ever been in the history of America. The other thing we know is the flip side of that coin. The Democrats aren't going to do it, but if anyone does it, we know A so called Republican will. I don't believe for a moment it will be Ted Cruz. I believe it will be Trump or an establishment Republican calling himself third party.
3: Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: It's the Jay Severin Show on the
2: Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, partners, to the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. 1-888-900-3393. one 900 3393 I open the gates now to speculation to match my my own conjecture. It's time for me to issue... You know, as these stiffs at the Republican committee do what they do, they telegraph to some of us about five weeks ahead of of what they're thinking. They telegraph that to us. We, We know just by watching them or listening to them. We know. Okay. We know so far today that they are. Well, we don't know. But we are told, and I I think this is absolutely so, they are considering Paul Ryan, as uh, predicted here uh, weeks ago. They're considering Paul Ryan, probably John Kasich ticket. They have a list. They'll go down that list of Mitt Romney, uh, Rubio, Ryan, Kasich, in, in no particular order. Now, here is my question. And I must warn you: one of my girls got this on the third try, and they weren't really concentrating. Because I, I, and you know, I, but but that's okay. We'll we'll call it what it is, on the third try. Now, I want you to think about. And here are your hints. Well, it's not hints; it's evidence. Come on, we're not playing like hide and go seek here. Here's your evidence. Here are your clues, but based on, their evidentiary clues. Okay. This is not based on the thinking of the party so much. So I admit to you, this is based on our thinking, my thinking, your thinking. But I'm also basing it, otherwise, if it's not based on what the party might do, what does it matter, right? So it's based on what the party might do, too. So it has to be two I don't know if they're even possible to reconcile. These may be two irreconcilable positions, and that is our preferences, the preferences of a body of voters locked between Trump and uh, Cruz, right? Okay, and who who might who might please them? Who might please them? if uh, they they came to realize that both of them were out. Also, if you accept for a moment that the RNC won't get its way, absolutely. And that it can't just dictate who it's going to be. If they have to bend a little too and take someone that wasn't their first choice, isn't their first choice, so that they were able to fulfill the preferences of the voters at least in their minds, and it was someone they could live with. That's that's evidentiary clue number one. Evidentiary clue number two. Assume it's someone who has already run this year. Number three. Consider heavily the temperament of the candidates, the call for an outsider, and I think temperament and outsiderishness are connected, and it's tripartite it's outsiderishness it's the temperament of the candidate, and finally, though not lastly, but finally, it is. The matchup, how they might, for all of these reasons and any others I haven't mentioned, all the others I haven't mentioned, why they might be a good matchup with the presumptive nominee of the Democrat Party. Guru Jay still predicts the most likely product of a manipulated, bastardized, broken, brokered convention of the Republican leadership is most likely to produce Paul Ryan or John Kasich or Rubio or Romney, maybe Bush. Those are the five they're most likely to produce if you or i had to make the decision and we were allowed to add a sixth name and we just couldn't have life the way we want it and someone tells me you can't have ted and you can't have trump which to me would be you know bad news good news you know and so here's our list of five and i say yeah the problem is though I don't find anyone on that list of five acceptable. And they said, give us a sixth name that might work. And I'm going to stick with the simple term work for all the multifaceted things it would have to mean. Give me the name of someone who would work. Someone who's already run this year. I have that name. That name is my newest prediction. Brittany, would you be kind enough to mark down officially the Guru J time of 3.41 and aught five seconds on the 4th of April? Uh, And uh, and I'm not going to announce it. I'm not going to tell you yet. You're going to tell me. The gates open now. uh, In all fairness... Our next caller was already on the line. So in that regard, had a head start insofar as Boots got to listen to my intro here. And um, uh, wait, I'm going to do one other thing. I'm going to check Twitter to see if someone's got it already. I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. Checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. I don't see it. Boots, welcome to the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Good afternoon, my Yankee brethren.
2: <laughs> How you doing, um, Bootsy? <laughs> All
0: right. Hey, uh, well, first Boots, I'll take
2: your guess. Boots, I but, hope you are, a, yeah. man, and I expect, I expect you are a manly man because a man needs to be a manly man with the nickname of Boots.
0: That is correct. All right. All right. Um I'm going to go with my guess, and then I'm going to give you my take on a primary, if that's okay. Um, I'm
2: sorry, you're going to give give us our guess, and then what?
0: And, and then give you my take on this pri- this whole primary
2: thing. Please do. Yes, only only uh, one name guess per person, please. Uh, otherwise, it'll okay. ruin it because someone could go down a list and eventually hit it. So only one name well, guess yeah, per person. Well, your only
0: your only person left that's run this 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 year is Rick Perry.
2: I thank you for your guess. It could be, but that's not who I'm thinking of based on the calculus that I've set forth. So tell me, tell us about the primaries.
0: All right, well, the primary, I'm sure it's not um, uh, what it was intended to be uh, as the way it's being used now, but it seems to me the primary is nothing more than to uh, see who's more popular and when the establishment... Decides. oh, no, you guys are a bunch of tards. Uh, this isn't well, the way it's going to be. They make up their own mind. Right. And and, and this whole primary thing now is, is, got, is leaving a very bad taste in my mouth because now I'm not going to get to vote for the person I want to vote for
1: It'll, because it, it,
0: it, these it ought, people are going to change my mind for me.
2: It ought to. And by the way, whether your definition, and I like your definition, but it's really not up to me nor to you, It's up rather to both you and me and everyone else who votes to determine what the caucus is for in my state or what the primary vote is for. It's not written down in the Constitution. The purpose of the caucus is to determine who's who's best liked. It's not written down in the Constitution. The purpose of the primary is to determine who has the nicest necktie collection uh, or the brightest teeth, uh, the nicest smile, the biggest vocabulary uh nicest hairdo best wardrobe can knows all the modern dance steps uh, you know is popular is not popular Th- that's for all of us to decide and if we wrote down boots if, if the Americans who participated in this unmatched great process of ours wrote down the reason you know what our chief criterion was it would include all of the ones I just mentioned and a lot that were a lot sillier than that, and thousands more. And you know what? That's our right as Americans. Nobody tells us what our criteria are. We well, this, decide
0: this, this, this what is the why criteria thinking, are. This is why I'm thinking the primary, the, the primary needs to go away if this is the way it's going to be abused. If I can't, if we the public or, or the constituents can't have an office... The person person that we've been voting for for the last eight months, what is the purpose of the primary if they're going to go and change it anyway?
2: You are absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to predict right now, I had a different prediction. I thought I already made it, but if I haven't, here it is. and It ain't an unimportant one. I thought I made it on Friday. Um, Maybe I just did it on uh, Twitter. This is a huge one along the lines of, When I said in sixth grade that in my first newspaper column, here are two things that are going to go away during, uh, effectively going to go away during your lifetime. One is the second amendment.
0: (laughs) I know. I love you for asking. When was your first
2: article? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Boots, more than you'll know. Uh, The first thing I said is the thing that's going to go away is. Effectively, your right to own a gun. Second thing that's going to go away is capital punishment. I I hold open both of those and would cite all of the uh, the uh, decay of those rights in those years since, and would still argue that obviously uh, you know that's where, where we're headed. It's not what I want. It's what I predict. But on the order of that kind of large cultural prediction. I would say this to Boots, and I'm glad to make it because it fits right in with what you're saying. I believe those of us who like the idea of a caucus are going to get what we want. And you know why? Because we're going to soon reach a moment in American history, Boots, where the people don't like the outcome of a private ballot in American elections. So under the guise... Of saying this is what I'm that a saying, caucus. Jay. So they're, they're going to say a caucus is good. A caucus is better than a primary. You know, in fact, it's so much better. We're going to have a new federal law that says all votes from now on will be caucus votes, including your vote for president and your vote for school board. Every vote you take in America will be a caucus vote, meaning you'll have to stand up. At the high school auditorium, state your name, state your vote in public, and you'll be marked down so that your neighbors know who you are.
3: j Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. 7 on the
2: Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back my radio family, my radio partners, smartest people in radio. Um, I love you, I love this audience, I love this show, I love this job. Thank you and welcome back to the Blaze Radio Network. One triple eight nine 888 900 3393 I wish I had our three winners on the air right now, I I may have one of them. Would you, Britt, would you check in with, um, yeah, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm not going to, this is too important to cheat. We'll find out during the break. Uh, And I think I may have, but I'll discuss that with Brittany in, in the break. Uh, If you're holding, hold, because I have one of the three names. Uh, They came in only minutes apart. And I hope, you know, obviously somebody did come in a few seconds before somebody else, but I can't tell this from my Twitter system. So the third place uh, correct surmise, not a guess, came in at... uh, Well, first and second came in four minutes after I asked the question. One minute later, the next one came in. And there isn't another on my first page. So uh, we'll just go with uh, two ties for first place and second place. We have three people who, within four minutes, within four minutes, named correctly I'm going to assume based on the evidence provided and you know what it's okay every once in a while we make guesses and those guesses are correct but this is not an audience that largely guesses about this stuff but in case you want to quickly weigh in here's what we'll do briefly I'm not gonna make that I've already made as big a deal out of it as as I'm going to make I promise but the question was considering temperament personality matchup Everything else that we know so far of someone who's already run this year, who might they pick?
3: This is Jay Severin Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Best and brightest on the eve of what, once again, might turn out to be, in fact... In impact, a very super Tuesday for all concerned, a very super Tuesday, the eve of the Wisconsin primaries. We are here together on the Blaze Radio Network and at the moment discussing something that may be even bigger, and that is who the party bosses will pick. I mean, yeah, yeah, tomorrow the voters will pick, but who gives a snot about the voters when the party bosses are going to pick after all. So you're in the right place either way. Very toss. Welcome back, partners. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin. 1-888-900-3393. one 900 3393 Via Twitter, at J-A-Y underscore Severin. Look at where we have been together already. Look at where we are, but look at where we have been. Look at where we have been. And by the way... Look at our track record, along that track, along the way. And uh, you know, do I say this to be boastful? Yes, of you, of us, of what we do together. Name the three, four, five, six major stories broken in this race. Major, major stories—not developments, but major stories like a brokered convention, like Project 1236, like who the party is going to pick, because they are going to pick someone, and it ain't going to be Cruz or Trump. We did those, you and I, together, here, first. I'm very proud of that. Look at where we have been. Look at where we are now. Where we are now is tomorrow's the Wisconsin primary, 42 delegates. If Ted Cruz wins it, he could be seen as Trump's peer, almost, as very much back in this. But then again, in two weeks, Trump has New York. And if he does as well as he's expected on April 19th, he could almost erase Ted Cruz's name from the ledger books. There's a lot, a lot still to happen. But the most exciting thing to me are the tactical things that happen along the way. And one of them happened today. You made it happen. And what you made happen was a discussion of and your surmise about a theory. And and, and that is, or I regard as a theorem, this is going to happen. A theory may or may not ever occur. A theorem is a proof for something that's going to happen. The theorem is, The leaders of the Republican Party are going to pick somebody else. They have a list in mind. And the the two major lists are the reality list and the party list. The reality list is not controlled by the Republican National Committee. The reality list is controlled by you, by me, by the voters. The reality list says, we want Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. Because they're the ones who are winning all the primaries and cockeye in all of these different states. That's the reality list. That's the way things ought to be. Then you've got the political list. And that's the list of Marco Rubio, Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, John Kasich, Jeb Bush. The, the people that the party wants to give the middle finger to all of the voters and then plug in the person, what? The person who what? The person with the best chance of winning? Oh, I think we can discount at this point that the principal objective of the Republican leadership, the establishmentarians, is to win. They want to win, they prefer to win, but they're perfectly willing to lose. And all they want is an acceptable loser so that life as they know it goes on. What they don't want to lose, see, they can stand to lose an election. They cannot stand to lose control of their party. Again, the leaders of the Republican National Committee, the rhinos, the leadership, they can stand to lose an election. They cannot stand to lose control of their party. If someone they do not nominate and control wins the nomination, they lose control of their party. And if they win the election, they lose their jobs. It's a wicked odd thing, isn't it? But that's how it is. Leading Guru Jay to predict about a month ago. uh, It's on Twitter. It's on tape here. Uh, But what we got together and decided about a month ago that the after we had decided that Project 1236 actually existed and that the Republican National Committee didn't want anyone to get 1237, they didn't want a nominee to emerge from the primaries. It's the last thing that they wanted. And we have since proven that. And then, having proven that, we moved on to, okay, since they did that, they must have done it for a reason. We know the reason. That's so they could control the nominating process. So who do they want? Obviously, they did this so that they could have their own person. So who do they want? And about a month ago, for the first time, we floated the name of the Paul Ryan John Kasich ticket. We also floated the other names on the almost certain to exist and certain to include these names list of Mitt Romney, Hebb Bush, Marco Rubio, and whoever else I forgot who's in there. In the end, ideally, the Republican Party will pick whomever they want with utter disregard for our votes. Ideally, from our end, we will in the end defeat these bastards And we will put at the top of the ticket, those of us who are voting Republican, we will put at the top of the ticket the person we want to be at the top of the ticket. It is my patriotic duty to once again report to you that neither is likely to occur in pure form. I mean, we're not going to get our pure choice. We ought to. But I don't think we will. They ought never have their pure choice. These bastards. But their chances of getting who they want are probably greater than our chances of getting whom we want. If you regard them both as formidable forces... And if behind closed doors they sit down and they decide, you know what, we may want Jeb Bush, we may want John Kasich, but I don't think it's going to wash. I don't think it's going to wash. We need someone that will not cause the peasants with the torches and pitchforks to come after us and overwhelm the castle. And it would also be nice if we had someone who could win. It would it would further be nice if we as long as we're going to be accused of having correctly of having manipulated this and picked our own person, it would be nice if we picked someone who could put up a good fight. So we're not going to let the voters have their way. But gentlemen, unfortunately, we're not we are neither going to get our way. So in the end, though we will never admit it is such, we're going to have to look for a compromise. And that leads us to the question. Now, we'll never compromise so much that, you know, we lose control of our jobs in the party. Because as we know, we'll happily lose the election before we do that. But how far can we go as a party compromising... Letting the great unwashed, the voters, think they're actually making the choice. How far can we go here? How, let's, if we're going to lose or win, let's at least look like we put up an honest, decent fight. Let's not make it look to the boxing commission like we had the fix in the day of the fight. Let's let's make it look like it was an honest fight, even if it isn't. That leaves them and us with the question. Of the people who have so far run and that seems to be something that is a work of faith an article of faith with most of us I mean our objection to someone else picking is wait a second these people ran they bled they died they spent they worked their families they did all these things for a couple of years to earn your votes and now you're going to reach in and pick somebody who never did any of those things or You're going to pick somebody who did those things, but we said, we don't like them. We like someone else. Okay, if you're in their position, how do you split the baby? If you're in their position, how do you pick someone that you think you can live with, you as the Republican Party, and someone you think your voters even though there will be grousing and complaining and all kinds of bitching and moaning and everything else, who who will they, in the end, shut up and vote for? And the answer to that is someone they think who can actually win. Of all of the people we've talked about these last couple of years, who has run, who is no longer in this, who by virtue of temperament and by counter-programming and by placing this person up against Hillary and by all of the internal politics we've discussed, who might be in terms of political compromise, in terms of actually winning? Is there such a person? Is there such a compromise? I think... I believe the Republicans believe there is. And Mark and Mike and Rocco and Annette, within one minute of each other, via Twitter, said so too. And I'll tell you what they said in two minutes.
3: Jay Severin
2: on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Place Radio Network. You know the wire, the chicken wire they put around the bands at the country bars, so the beer bottles won't hit you. I wish I could put up a one of those right now, because I know that the majority of my uh, of you are not going to like this. Uh, later, after you've thought about it, a lot more of us will like it or accept it more. And a lot of us won't. I just want you to realize I'm reducing the question and I beg you to reduce it with me. The proposition, first of all, is theoretical, okay? Secondly, the proposition is thus. If you can't have who you want, throw a tantrum, get up, dry your eyes, change your underwear, get up, sit down, and listen. If you can't have who you want, who could possibly get through this labyrinth of internal politics? Who could conceivably please both sides within the Republican Party? all sides, the multifarious sides within the Republican Party and beat Hillary Clinton. Conceivably. Conceivably. I I wish we didn't have to go through this exercise. I would rather be at a Ted Cruz rally right now. Believe me. I don't say it easily when I say, if you can't have your guy. I've been for Ted Cruz For an awfully long... I've had birthdays since I started being for Ted Cruz, so I don't say this easily. But I say this. I think if you're for Ted Cruz, you may not be getting your guy. If you're for Donald Trump, you may not be getting your guy. So this question is reducible to who could plausibly get through this labyrinth of internal politics, and beat Hillary Clinton based on temperament, politics, and everything else. Well, at a moment in the last hour, Mark, Mike, Rocco, and Annette, all within 30 seconds of each other, wrote down the name Carly Fiorina. And it was the name... I had written down and thought about since yesterday. I was never for Carly. I am not now for Carly. It is the sum of my political experience, instinct, education, experience. Did I say that word? It is the sum of my educated guess that if they're looking for someone who will not outrage both sides here, if they're looking for someone who, once they settle down, the Trump people won't set the place on fire and the Cruz people won't walk away and could still run a very interesting race against Hillary Clinton, Of the people who have thus far run this year, who could that be? Only within the constraints of that question am I saying, Carly, you want a convention prediction? You've just gotten the one of the greatest testicular mass being offered in American media. Carly. Convention Carly. Paul Ryan would be seen by the insiders as some kind of ballsy pick. He would be a wimpy pick, and Hillary Clinton will beat the living snot out of him. Two minutes. Carly Fiorina might get beat worse, but. Since day one in this discussion, somebody around here has said, this is the civics circus maximus. You don't beat somebody with nobody. If you have a circus act against which you are running, you only beat them with another circus act. If two people are standing out on a Saturday afternoon in Mayberry and there are two tents set up, and there's organ music playing and they say, hooray, hooray, get your ticket. Show starts in one hour. And one guy is selling you tickets to the bearded lady and the sword eater and the guy who poops Volkswagens. 60. Or you could buy a ticket to a fire and brimstone Presbyterian sermon plus a lecture from a noted tax attorney on the interesting developments in the laws of real estate in the last 10 years. Which which one are you going to on a Saturday afternoon? Which one your kids are tugging at your arm? Daddy, real estate, real estate. We want the real estate lecture. No, they're not going to say, Daddy, bearded lady, tattooed lady, sword eater, guy that poops Volkswagens. We're in show business here. And... I'm only saying, so long as we're in show business, if we must, if both sides must take a second look at their list, who by temperament, marketing position, personality, who could? Who could?
3: Jay Severin, The Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: And these are, last I spoke with them, my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. Unless, of course, you've disowned me as a result of my most recent uh, proffer. Look, I had a chance to support Carly Fiorina. I passed. I'm for Ted Cruz. I wasn't for Ted Cruz. I have been for Ted Cruz and I am for Ted Cruz. I also have been in politics all my life, and by that I mean making a living at it. People, we, we all this is the most fun I've ever had every day getting to speculate like this and. You still pay me. Well, we haven't, this hasn't happened yet, but I presume when I'm wrong, when that, if ever should that occur, you'll still pay me. So it's nice to be paid even though you're wrong. As I say, though, that's yet to happen. It could, and and we'll see what happens. But you see, when I was feeding my family, and before that, a very expensive dating habit, uh, I... I I had to be right every day with people who were wiring me money or not. Do you know what it's like to pitch someone and woo them and persuade them that you're better than their brother-in-law to do the advertising and the strategy and the polling in their campaign? And you're from New York and they're from Nebraska or South Dakota or California or Colorado or Texas or Florida or any place or your own state, as long as their brother-in-law minored in public relations and his wife is after him for a new car and she wants him to do the advertising because after all, who knows more about their home state than he does. He went to state and he minored in public relations. Believe me, I know what it's like to, you know, have to get on the phone with someone and say, "Uh, we were expecting a bank transfer from you yesterday. Is there a problem? Well, and that's it. That's it. It's over. I mean, because there is, because you don't, you you know, that's it. It's over. You don't live, but, you know, there may be compromises in some of the things we talk about. There's no compromise there. Because you know, then you're talking about your living. So you say, okay, <clears throat> pardon me. I don't mean to be rude. I just want to spare your your valuable time so that I can otherwise go about dispensing mine. Um, and then you use the line from The Godfather too, when the old fellow says to Michael, I'm going to go take a nap. <clears throat> I'm tired. <clears throat> I'm going to go take a nap. When I wake up, there's going to be a million dollars in a suitcase on that bed in the other room. If it's there, I know I have a partner. If it isn't, I know I don't. You're a good boy, Michael. I'm going to take a nap. So, okay, so by this afternoon, the money will be wired, or it won't, and, you know, good luck. Go with God. Guys, I don't have all the answers. It just appears that way. And uh, I just have a lot of them. And what I'm looking at here may be a best-case scenario. Do you want... Do you want John Kasich? Because I'm telling you, if we don't put up a fight, and that fight includes compromise, and the very word on my palate tastes like pigeon crap, okay? Do I want to compromise when it comes to a choice for president of the United States? You betcha not. But do I want to stamp my feet, walk out and not play anymore? I don't see how I can afford to do that. Can you? Can you? If we're not prepared to fight, including a compromise, in our back pocket. I'm not saying you run to compromise. I'm not saying that I can wake up tomorrow morning and Ted Cruz is is no longer in this and I'm happy. I'll be a miserable bastard for weeks if that happens. I will be the worst child in the world about it. I don't like compromise. I've never understood compromise. It took 25 years of having compromise beaten into me in the political arena before I understood that I could stamp my feet, walk away, make sure everyone knew that I was right. Then the other guy would run and I'd have no dog in the race. And... I'd make no money, and plus, I'd make a bunch of enemies. It's not what I recommend. You have to learn for yourself, but it's not what I recommend. I want Ted Cruz. I've wanted him long before many of us were for anybody, as you have been for whomever you're for. And I don't want for a moment to hear that I have to go through the rest of this intensity and this angst without my guy on the ticket. I can barely stand it with my guy in the race. You imagine if I had to do this every day and I have to wave the flag for someone I'm really not for. How do I do that? How do you do that? The answer is compromise. It's an ugly word. It's a four-letter word. But it's a word. It's a word in the lexicon of politics. Trust me. And it, its taste is most foul. Its product is almost never ideal. It almost never ends up tasting like sirloin. But neither does it taste like what you get if you lose and you have no say in the entire matter because that tastes like what you scrape off your shoe when you come in from a walk outside. On your choice of bread, of course. I'm telling you that we might, must be prepared at the prospect of compromise. Don't tell me... You are shocked, speechless by the notion. It never occurred to you that you couldn't have your guy? Never? I love you, and I know you know that. But I say to you in an avuncular way, utterly, in, in, in the spirit of a Dutch uncle, I say to you, don't. Think about it for a second. You don't want to admit to me that it never occurred to you the possibility that you couldn't have your guy. That from the beginning, your guy was going to be the nominee and your guy was going to be president and for two terms, and Congress was always going to cooperate with him. That's a lovely thing. That's political porn. It's beautiful. And it rarely occurs. Do you know how many times the average, uh, on average, how many times a member of Congress runs for office and loses before they win? Look at the entire United States Congress right now. Do you know the average number of times they run and lose is between two and three? They lose. They go through all of this. And they lose. And they come back and they do it again. And Again. And they win. And after they win, their reward is they become one of 535 members of Congress, which by definition requires compromise. I'm sorry for swearing on the air. I hope the FCC will be kind when they consider my fines for the habitual use of the word compromise. It's ugly. I don't like it. You don't like it. But don't tell me. You're not. This is not 101. This is this is the doctorate level course. You know when you started. You know when you punched in. That we were going to have, and we'll continue to have, the maximum amount of fun allowable by law every day for two hours. But what we're not going to have is exactly what we want every day. We cannot base our enjoyment of what we do together based on the childlike assumption, which I do every two years and then again every four years. So I'm not saying don't have it. Have it. The childlike assumption that your guy's going to win is the joy of politics. I never believe my guy's going to lose. I'm I'm not advising that believe your guy's going to win all the time every time go for it that's the joy of this business go for it but also know just like a professional athlete knows some days you're going to play and you're going to see the seams on the fastball and you're going to go three for five with three runs batted in a double and a home run And you're going to feel like you invented the game of baseball. And then tomorrow, you're going to whiff four times. You're going to punch out. You're going to KO. You're going to be a K-man all four times up. You're not going to see the ball. The ball's going to look like a BB to you. Then the next day, the ball's going to look like a beach ball to you. Because that's sport. This is sport. It's damned important sport. But it is nevertheless sport, and some days you win some, and some days you lose some, and I'm just trying to steal us to the possibility. Ted Cruz could be president in seven months, and we'll all strip naked and lather ourselves up and get hammered and celebrate, and or whomever your guy is, you know? Great, that's great. I'll be happy for you. Even if I lose, I won't be really happy, but I'll I'll try my best to be happy for you if it's not my guy too. But the fact is I want to play again then. I've been through enough games that I know that even if my heart is broken, even if I'm in the loser's locker room, I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna forget it, I'm never gonna play this game again. Nope. I'm not gonna say that because I love this game. I love this game. And this game that we play is important. It's more important than baseball. Forgive me. It's more important. It's, we're, playing, we're playing U.S. Constitution ball here. And we're doing our best to help our team. And our team is a cause. Our team is not a collection of players. Our team is a cause. And we do our best to help that cause. And sometimes we have to switch players around. We have to cut them. We have to trade them. We have to bench them. We have to do things we don't like doing that at the beginning of the season we couldn't imagine doing. But right now, we are not there. We're not there. But we're approaching a time when if we want to be in the playoffs and if we want to win – and understanding the gigantic nature of the stakes involved and how lucky we we are to be involved in this, in caring about it, knowing about it, playing at it every day. We must recognize sometimes we're going to have to cut a guy that we've played every game for the last 19 years or whatever and play somebody else that we don't really know or trust. I'm just saying we have to consider it.
3: This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Severance show on the blaze radio network Dear ones save us both some dignity and some time you know so we don't need to go over this again and again Jay did not say today I'm abandoning Ted Jay did not say you should abandon Ted or Trump or anyone you're for I didn't say that any of those people aren't going to win I didn't say to switch horses I merely am saying, as I look at the battlefield in front of us, it looks like a lot of us are not going to finish on the horse we rode in on. And realistically, at some point, our choices will boil down to we can throw our hat down on the field and walk off the field and quit. Or we can think about, is there somebody else possibly that we could grit our teeth and still vote for this time if I can't get my man this time. We do need to think about it. That's all.
3: The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.